Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Scallywags, scoundrels, rogues, and rebels, Asylum Studios is pleased to present a show that will bend your mind, scramble your morals, and ruin your good taste. This is not a show to take home to your mother and definitely not one for the children. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chaos and Disorder. Your ears do not deceive you, my friends. Chaos and Disorder is back for a second, count them, second week in a row. One, two. Two. I'm your host with the most, the talent, Rick Flieger, joined as always by the silver-haired sloth, sobriety's mortal enemy, America's creepy uncle, Mr. Rick Briggs, and on the ones and twos, proving that fat, drunk, and stupid is in fact one way to go through life, the hipster-bearded half-wit, Rick Briggs before photo, Alejandro Finkelstein. <laughs> He's got a new toy. Yes, and thanks to Hold Andy for we'll Wait up, I wasn't done with my stuff. Well, yet. hey, I liked his. All right, you go ahead. You know, I mean, we got to th- look. I got all kinds of hell because I didn't thank Andy Frampton well, last did. week. So now you do it in Andy the middle of my thing. Andy called me up and thing. said he was going to beat me up. Well, he should. Yes. But now you do it in the middle of my thing instead of putting it in the appropriate. Well, we don't spot. care about bearasssheep.com. I mean, we're just you know. I mean, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I was to like check that, that out. Yeah. See? I was waiting to use that, you know. <laughs> but thanks to Andy Frampton for bringing us in. You can find Andy on Twitter and Facebook at Bronco Swanson. Thanks to Rival Lovers for all the great music that we use. And find them on Twitter at Real Rival Lovers. And where else, fellas? Uh, let me check the sheet here. Yeah, I forget. Come it's, on, come uh, on. Get up, dummy. Is Starts it with a B. BanjoKazooie.com. Bandcamp. Oh, yeah, that thing. And, of course, you can follow all of Rick's righteous, righteously indignant rants against good taste and decency on Twitter at Chaos and Disorder. You can find links to my various OnlyFans accounts on Facebook at Chaos and Disorder Pod. And, of course, to reach out and touch the show in that way, send us an email. Is what's up with them draws at yahoo.com. <laughs> and you can email the show for real at Chaos and Disorder Pod at gmail.com. Kind of nerd would email that getting anything good there uh, i don't know about that but uh so rick i got a breaking. lot you know the reason Ooh. you always call them nerds is because it's always rick fligger criticism right justly so i'd see i but you just don't like it see it's all the the rick briggs a maniacs who come out of the woodwork to attack me all the time and i don't like it and i sure miss my our late great friend dave cherney yeah yeah he was a he He was one of the the briggs of maniacs i I didn't care for that one bit (laughs) misguided gentleman he was a nice nice fella but certainly misguided Yes, he was rick i got breaking news i don't know if you guys have heard but i'm given to understand that the super bowl was this weekend so i think by law we have to talk about it i believe you're right and we were actually going to make predictions this week oh we're going to Yay! <laughs> Is your button not working? Oh, Lord. That's terrible. 
Uh, I like it how he's going all analog now. He's just <laughs> smacking on the mic boom and yeah. doing the sounders himself instead of actually pushing. So the button monkey can't even be bothered to push buttons now. No. I have become that much of a hipster. Yeah, well, that's tr- that's true. It's it's. I'm pure analog. I think maybe he's maybe. the sloth. You know, his arm doesn't go over there quick enough. <laughs> it, it does look exhausting. I'll, I'll give him that. So I'll tell you what. I'm interested in this game. Most times when you come Super Bowl time, I'm more interested in nachos and, and cold beer. But, but this, there's something intriguing about this game. Maybe it's simply the fact it's not the Chiefs and it's not Tom Brady. I'm not sure. But, but I, I got a little lather for this one. Yeah, you and me both. I think this is going to be a very interesting one. And <clears throat> I don't know. I Just in the back of my mind, I just don't think it's going to be one of these typical games. Something tells me this thing is going to get wild before it's all said and done. It's possible. So here's since he's got that feel of a team of destiny thing, right? Don't don't they? It, it's almost. I, I swear, it's almost like we talked about Joe Burrow last week on the show. You know, and you know the swag that he's carrying and everything. Yeah. It's all, and they're not really be given a chance. I know the line's only like four, four and a half, That's something big like in the that. Super Bowl. You know, it's not like eighteen that Joe Namath faced right back in the day. But is that what the line was? Yeah, is that it, true, or did you just completely? No, make it that was up? eighteen. Yes, wow. yeah, and they won. They lost, or the Jets won sixteen seven. Yeah. But I mean, you kind of get the feel. It's kind of like, you know, this kid. He's by all rights, they should get smacked. Right, I mean the Rams got the defense. They got the experienced quarterback. They got Cooper Cup. You know, right. they got a great running game. And but there's just something that tells me Cincinnati really has a great chance coming into this football game. Well, right, and it's because when you look at this thing on paper, this thing probably shouldn't be close on paper, right? I mean everything that Cincinnati struggles with. The Rams do really well. Right. Not the least of which is my my assertion. I don't know if there's a prop bet for this. Maybe you can check that out, Finkelstein. But does Joe Burrow die during the game? Because Cincinnati's got a bad, bad offensive line. You know, better than Pittsburgh, but that's about where it ends. Going up against Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller in that defensive line. Right. The Rams also have the ability to. There does seem to be the ability for Jalen Ramsey to take away anyone at any time. He's the new Revis Island, and I feel like it gets talked about a lot, but I don't think enough. I mean, Revis Island, remember when we were doing the fantasy shows, it was when you were trying to come up with your sit for the week, it was find up, find out right. who Der- Revis was going to line up across from, and that's your sit, and it didn't matter who it was. Ramsey has that same thing. So he can take away Jamar Chase. So so really, when you think of this thing, you take Jamar Chase out. Joe or Burr- can he? We've yet to see it. So we don't know that. Well, you're right, fact. but it's a fair assumption, Sure, I, I should say. And so now you're looking at Joe Burrow with no time to throw. I think Joe Mixon can get his. He can run the ball. But really, this lines up quite well for a big Rams win. However, Cincinnati – there's two things here if, if I'm trying to tell myself a story of how the Bengals can win this game. Number one, it's T. Higgins. All right, you can take away you can take away Jamar Chase. T. Higgins going across the middle. Tyler Boyd, I saw a stat, he hasn't dropped the ball in like 17 years or something right. like that. So he can get involved in the offense like he did early. 
in the AFC championship game as they were trying to find their footing. And then you get T. Higgins loose. He is more of a physical freak than, than Jamar Chase. He doesn't ha maybe have all the flash and all the skill, but T. Higgins is a stud-wide receiver in this league. You get him unleashed, that's number one. And number two, it's been a great run. I, I have been an apologist for Matt Stafford for all those years he suffered, and I start to feel a little bit vindicated in the fact that it really does appear just to be a Lions problem, but he has that ability to do something unthinkably stupid at any point in a game and this game gets close and a game that doesn't get or a player that doesn't get mentioned very often is, is coming from Pittsburgh into Cincinnati Mike Hilton has a way of making big plays and big games that's how I can tell myself the story that the Bengals can win this thing but I, I I'm not sure I, I I don't think yeah I mean there's a there's a so many things stacked against Cincinnati I mean look the Rams, they're built to win and win now. Obviously. Right. They brought in Stafford. They've, they've given up the house, you know, to bring in Stafford, Vaughn Miller, you know, and, and they've got Cam Akers running back, got him back healthy. Um, yeah, they lost Bobby Trees, but, boy, what they did, they brought in Odell right away. They're, they're, right. There's not going to be any. They were like the Yankees at the trade deadline this year. I've never yeah. seen anything like it exactly. in football. I've never seen it work in football before. But but you hit on a lot of things. To tell the story of Cincinnati, that line is going to have to somehow give Burrow at least enough time to get rid of the football. Right. Maybe not on every design play, but just you know, he's got to be able to at least get rid of it. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, two more keys. The defense has to just keep playing that muddling – not pretty. Right. We're bending all over the place, but we can make some stops when we have Creating to. Creating turnovers and holding teams to field yeah. goals they somehow. Have, they ha they just have to do that. And, and again, Joe Mixon. You you talk about him run. He's got. They've got to establish the run. Whereas, if they do fall behind, or even if it's a close game, that play action comes into. I mean, they've got to guard against Joe Mixon because if he's averaging point seven yards a carry through the first half. It doesn't matter because that thing's going to be out of reach by right. then. He's got to be able to run. And, and I think the big thing is if Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times, nine times, nine times, like he did against Tennessee, Cincinnati loses this game by 30. They got away with it because Tennessee's offense and Ryan Tannehill stunk out the joint in that game. If they do that to the L.A. Rams, which is entirely possible because this is a better defensive line even than the Titans has, and by a lot, in my opinion, that they lose this thing And there's a lot better offense than what the Titans have. Right. You know, no, no offense to King Henry, but Tannehill had, did not play good at, at all, and they just – they had nothing going for them no, on, no. on offense. No, they, the Rams aren't going to do that. They're going to eat up yards, and they're going to score some points. Cooper Cup's going to get his. Yep. i got to believe OBJ makes a couple of plays. You're really just waiting to see if Stafford throws up all over himself. I really think that that's what this game comes down to. It's too easy. It's a cop-out. But does Matt Stafford remember he played for 15 years for the Detroit Lions, or is he – is he a championship quarterback? And, and that I don't know. Oh, I don't either. Oh, oh. However, what, what, what's it saying? I hit the wrong button. What's your prediction? Oh, 
So there was a lot of buildup for it. The Santa thing threw me off. It threw me off, too. <laughs> so as I'm, as I'm wont to do, Rick, I sat here and gave you a hundred reasons why the Cincinnati Bengals can win this game and maybe should win this game. And as I'm wont to do, I'm therefore going to predict that the Rams win this game, and I don't think it's all that close. I've got my L.A. Rams, who I predicted to win this thing back in April, if you'll recall, 30-16. to 16. So you're actually predicting that they bring back the very first Lombardi Trophy to Los Angeles. Yeah, and I, I'm torn on this one because I hate Los Angeles and everything it stands for. I really do. Not, not my Philadelphia, New Jersey level of hatred, but I really don't like L.A. But when I look at the Rams, here's how dumb I am. Number one, you know, you and I have screamed at each other into these microphones for 10 years now about Matt Stafford. So I now feel some type of ownership for the success of Matt Stafford. Aaron Donald, pit guy. Rams colors, pit colors. I can watch them have enough cognitive dissonance to think, I'm watching pit, go Rams, I'm a Rams fan. Not to mention the joint on the helmet. Yeah, and there's a wiener on the helmet of the Bears. Or the Bears, the Jesus. Bears. Yes, <laughs> That's right. another joke, we'll get into that <laughs> later, of the Rams. Why did I say the Bears? I don't know. Apparently when I think of wieners, I think of the Bears. I'll be damned. <laughs> that that's something I, I can we name this show wiener on the helmet sure i think we're going to well, let me get my pen kind, kind of out of context though I, I i hopefully we come up with something a little bit better wiener helmet <laughs> no nah, i mean just one. yeah anyway <laughs> i'll tell you what i i told you right right when we started you know von miller you know aaron donald uh cooper cup you know obj it, it just just so many weapons and, and and on both sides of the football with the Rams. And, you know, if they won 34-10, it wouldn't surprise me. However. It's what we do. We argue against ourselves. I am not going to jump off the burrow train yet. The burrow train. I am going to ride it till it crashes. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals, 27 Los Angeles Rams, 25 in the Super Bowl. You know what pisses me off? Well, a lot of things piss me off. I actually, I actually have a whole Waking se- up. Yeah, I, don't know. I actually have a whole segment for that later. I don't know why, as a Steeler fan, I have a hard time hating this Bengals team. There's something likable about Joe Burrow. He's such a douche in walking around in the, in the cigars. and that, You know how I like well, cocky yeah. people like that. But. There's Chase is the, exciting. Higgins is – they're a fun team. It's, it's not a, a hateable team because there's there's really not a rivalry between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh's beating their brains out for years and years and years, and Baltimore has too. Yeah, and now and, this year, apparently that's just switched completely because well, yeah. I believe in the two games between Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Oh, it was like 406. It was yeah, 842 <laughs> to 3 between yeah. the two games. So maybe that's it. Maybe they're just – yeah. But they're, they're a likable team, and they I don't are. like it. I'm not going to be disappointed as a Steeler fa- a lifelong Steeler fan if the Cincinnati Bengals win the Super Bowl. I, and the worst part about it is I've been a Steeler fan even longer than you have. Well, I, mean, I rooted for Kenny Anderson's Bengals against 49ers. I rooted for Boomer and the Bengals against I remember rooting the for the Boomer, the Boomer team, yeah. I feel bad rooting for Joe Burrow because I feel like I curse the Bengals because when I root for them, yeah, they lose. That's true. But yeah. – We'll find out. Maybe they'll be 0 for 3, but maybe they'll bring the first one back to Cincinnati. Yeah. Time will tell. I mean, they're not going to. 
but four. What is it? Four and a half yeah. now, or is it four? The I, line. I can't remember. About, I know it's it right opened about. at four. I don't. Yeah. I have no. I haven't looked again since. But I got them covering because they have them winning. So there you have it. Still four. So still okay, four. Still so four. so, so right. the public isn't moving it up whatsoever. I think there's a lot of people really liking the Joe Burrow swag and and they just have the feeling of that team that they're going to come out it's going to be like I, I if they win it's going to look like that Kansas City game right they're going to come out they're going to look they're going to start slow they're going to look sloppy and just find a way they're going to make some weird either turnover on downs or interception or something's going right. to happen they'll get a little momentum and that's one thing with this team that's what you watch for when they get on a roll they roll and it sticks you yeah. saw it in the second half against against uh kansas city you saw it all throughout the year that team could look bad look bad look bad i think back to the raiders game way back right not not the playoff game the regular season game or they gave Muddled up nine sacks yeah. and still won yeah, just roll and roll and roll so right. it, it I'm looking forward to this one. I might might even stay sober for it. I'm that interested. I'll be sober until oh, it, until well, at least till kickoff. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's good to know. Yeah. Until high noon, you will be sober. High noon. Did you ever watch that movie? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Gary, Gary I Cooper. Know, I didn't know. I wouldn't, I'm not familiar with Mr. Cooper's oeuvre. Now hanging with Mr. Cooper, I know a thing or two <laughs> about <laughs> that. <laughs> That was the theme song. It started out hanging it with a Mitch Cooper. You it, sure about it that? It was like real weird. Yeah. I don't remember that. Mm. I, I wonder if somebody can yeah, pull it up. Weirdos. You got the weirdo part <laughs> nailed down. You know, I've been watching a lot of adventure. <laughs> There's some oddball station on the direct TV now that just plays Who's the Boss nonstop. I can't quit watching it. I never did watch it. That, Why? Because it's stupid. Why? Sam Maselli, that was my first love. It's a shame she's gone all cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs now. Yeah. Oh, is that um, Alyssa Milano? Yes, and, yes. Okay. She's, she's like a whack. That, that was the one with what Tony Danza yeah. and her and, and Judith, Judith Light. Light. Yep. Yeah. Judith, yeah. Yes, I do. I I take it back. I probably watched an episode or well, two. You should I? I watched about forty six of them last weekend. Well, yeah, but you were her age, right? Yeah, right on the exact same yeah. age. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, that was my first love. Hey, you know, guilty as charged. I watched Charlie's Angels, and it wasn't for the plot. <laughs> Gross. I, I just got a mental image. <laughs> Why? What was wrong with them? <laughs> just a tube sock you could drive a <laughs> nail with. <laughs> See, when, when he's sitting there as a 10-year-old talking about Alyssa Milano, it's supposed to be cute and wonderful. Right. And yeah. I talk a about adult American. women. <laughs> That actually were very good-looking women on the show. You turned into some weird thing. There we go. The, the weirdo weird. parts nailed again. My mind was a true American love story. Yours was just gross. I can't I, believe you would admit that on the air. Christ, kids what, did listen I like to this. women? Gee, sorry. No, the other part Whoa. about the sock. That's disgusting. I think that was uh, shame on you. You coming shame up with you. more of your doggy door porn that you watch. <laughs> I found a new one, by the what, way. What, Fido comes home? I don't know. <laughs> this one I don't and, and it was Timmy and Fido, right? I, I don't know why this intrigued me so well. I have no idea. <laughs> but but the title is, I only found three or four of them. I need to do a, de do a deeper dive. I just happened to cross this one in my show yeah, no research. no pun intended, right? It, it's called Call Your Wife. All right. Call her what? 
No. Okay. Call your wife. I'm listening. And so a, a gentleman and a young lady will, will have a play date, if you will. They, they appear to be in like a Motel 6 or something, you know, something classy like that. That has a playground right. outside. Right, yeah. And so that they're well, combo that leads the light yeah. on for them. Right. Yeah. So you're, you're having they're having their play date and you think it's just your normal standard tryst, if you will. Right. And, and things happen kind of the, the prerequisites to, you know, kind of like the pregame shows happen and the twist, yeah. like, you know, like chubby check. And right before the young lady gets to performing the national anthem, uh-huh. if you're following where I'm going, she all of a sudden stops pulls out her phone, says, all right, call your wife. And the gentleman invariably will say, now this is, this is new. This is the twist for us viewers, right? Well, we thought these two were married. I wasn't familiar. The, you know, this gentleman was betrothed. And so you think, well, well that's odd. And he says, well, you call my wife. Just call her and check in on her. And so then that's the gimmick. It's in order for her to continue with singing the national anthem, he's to call the wife and just chat about what to pick up from the store and why he's working late and that why the national anthem's going on. And I don't know why I found this endlessly intriguing. Oh. <laughs> In other news, <laughs> all the disgusting stuff I talk about and, and that I watch, this is what disgusts you two Puritans? It, I don't understand it. It didn't disgust me. It was just... <laughs> that, it, it's intriguing, right? It's It's different and weird <laughs> oh the police blotter is back we're we're heading to real news now mister <laughs> oh i got news you're, we had a producer you could have faded that out instead of just stopping your boy it. alvin kamara got arrested i, I saw this Pro Bowl. did you see the picture come out just a little bit ago that the, the uh, you should see the other guy yeah my god it looks like he got hit by a dump truck i've well, been waiting it was Alvin Kamara and others oh, and, uh, at all. beat this guy. <laughs> like eight other guys or something like that? Like, I mean, who was it? Andre the Giant? I mean, gee whiz. I mean, well, I, why would it take that many guys to beat this poor guy well, up? Was it Al- why is Alvin Kamara the only one who got pinched? Oh, everybody else. Is oh, they, yeah. they get no? Just nobody cares about Joe Schmo. They like Alvin Kamara. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that's the headline. I've been waiting for the video to come out because you know it's oh, coming there's soon. There's got to be 50 of them from every angle. It'll look like the Super Bowl broadcast. But, you know, according to Las Vegas Metropolitan Police, the alleged victim, you know how he's alleged, you know, his head's cracked open, but he's just alleged victim, told police he met Kamara's party at an elevator at a nightclub at 6.30 in the morning, (laughs) obviously going for an early breakfast. (laughs) Well, they were in Vegas. I mean, come on. Just going for breakfast, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kamara, who interviewed with police before his Sunday arrest, told police that the alleged victim called one of his friends ugly. Oh, you can't do that. No, no. no you got to defend a friend's honor. I'm sure he's a dashing gentleman. Per, <laughs> per the report, Kamara put his hands on the man's chest to prevent him from joining them on the elevator. Then the man pushed Kamara's hands off him. Oh, you don't do that. Mm-mm. The man said he was then pushed and that one of the men in Kamara's party punched him. Kamara didn't throw the first punch, according to the report, but he joined the others in beating the victim. Huh. <laughs> when in Rome, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. So the only thing out now is the police are saying that the video confirms what the vic- alleged victim has been saying the whole time. Right. Yes. Well, it's kind of like the Ray Rice video. I mean, it's kind of... Right. 
She ain't lying. Right. <laughs> uh, it's just a matter of who and to what degree. Exactly. I never understood that instinct, right? Like, your buddy's in a fight. He's winning. So you just start stomping and swinging? Why? I well, think he's got this. What well, are you doing? Well, the thing is, okay, say the three of us are getting on an elevator. All right. Some guy comes in and says, hey, man, that flat-top asshole with wits for you is ugly. And I say, yeah, so? <laughs> I mean, you know, why would I? Wait, is that referring to me? <laughs> well, I don't see any other uh, shaved heads. Yeah, now I'm hurt. Go Kamara on him, Finkelstein. I'm going to call Mitch. He's going to Kamara that ass. Me and Mitch. Me and Mitch like that, buddy. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, I mean, if if somebody called you ugly or vice versa. It would be hard to argue, first of all. <laughs> well, yes, we do have voices. The man has a point. <laughs> faces and, for radio. We have and, faces for radio. We, we get it. But it's not the other guy's fight. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's the one I never Th- got. That, that just irritates me. I mean, it's one thing if three of them said he's ugly and we're going to beat his ass. Well, Okay, no, you're not. Yeah. You know, but just to say, hey, you're ugly. All right, well, you know, teach their own. What do you say, Rick? And you'd probably say, yeah, I am. But, yeah, it's hard know. to argue. I mean, oh, yeah, well, you're beautiful. <laughs> See, that's a Inside good re- and out. That's yeah. a good response. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's a good one. I think that's a good place to take a break and go sell us some coffee. What do you think? I think it's wonderful. If I can find the, re- the ad. Ah, where'd it go? Everything came undone. I don't know what happened here. Hold on, hold on. This is show business on the show. All right, now I found that joker. So we come back. Well, it looks like you got a lot of papers over there. So I'm guessing Rick Briggs has some type of excitement coming back in. And I have things that are irritating me I'd like to get to. All that and more right after this. Let's talk about our sponsor, Dead Sled Coffee. Dead Sled Coffee strives to create a culture of acceptance and respect no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is. They are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional. They offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate. Feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed. They have done all the work for you, having slurped and sniffed through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED15 and take 15% off your order. Deadsledcoffee.com. And hey, tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you. That's right, and to piggyback off that, we just got an email that they wanted us to pass along that up until Friday, you can get a full pound bag of the morning blend, that's the coffee that started it all for Dead Sled, for 40% off. So get on there and order some morning blend because that is the one that started DeadSledCoffee.com. So get on there. Is the morning blend a little redundant? Why? Isn't that when you're supposed to drink coffee? It's M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Dead sled coffee. Spooky. They are witty. They are. Good with the puns, those guys. And we could actually throw witty in with the It Chapter 2 licensed coffee. Witty. I like it. Chapter 2 licensed coffee. Yes. Is that Chapter 2 of the movie or Chapter 2 of the coffee? Was there a movie. Was there a Chapter 1 of the coffee? 
there, there actually wasn't, I don't think. So they must have missed out on that one. Yeah, well, they, maybe they can make up for it. Well, it was an old movie. Right, but they just remade it. Well, yeah, but it's it's still an old movie, and it's, you don't remake the good ones. I mean, that's just stupid. Fair. So you remake the bad ones? Well, why not? You can always improve on them. It's kind of like taking Tombstone and redoing it. What would be the point? You know. I actually went to a movie just a couple weeks ago. And what was it? They redid Scream, and I went and saw it, and I enjoyed it. They redid it? I didn't know they did that. It was basically, they just called it Scream, right? It wasn't Scream 86 or whatever it was. (laughs) And it was pretty much followed the formula of the first one, but they acknowledged they were doing that throughout. It was kind of wacky. I enjoyed it. Interesting. I mean, it was formulaic. It, you knew exactly what was going to happen 15 minutes before well, it happened. slasher movies like but, that. But it, it was fun to watch. They, they killed off some of the old characters, spoiler alert. It, it was good. Wasn't the first one, that's why Drew Barrymore lasted about 10 minutes yeah, in the movie. Yeah, 10 seconds pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, but for whatever reason, she got top billing. No. And well, because of the Drew the Barrymore. Place. Yeah. Oh, I wow. never got the Drew Barrymore thing. Because she was related to John and Lionel Barrymore is why. Yeah, how are John and Lionel Barrymore? They were like the... Her parents. No, they were grandparents. Grandparent. John Barrymore's grandfather and Lionel was the great uncle. They were, I mean, you know, royalty. You know, actors back in the 20s, 30s, 40s. You know, that kind of Uh, thing. That that was before I was born. So... Ditto. You're old. So, <laughs> it was before I was born. It that's doesn't really not, matter. That's not true. Debatable. I got your debatable. <laughs> so what's in that? What's in that fat stack of paper you have there? Well, there's certain things that make me angry too. Oh, so, so we're gonna and, we're just gonna purge it here today. Why not? All right, let's have hey, at it. We could do. Ouch. We could end with that if you wanted to, because okay. we're supposed to be getting into spring training. That's what they say. And, of course, we're not going to. And we had a couple of cool stories um, that Alejandro sent me the one. Where did you find that, anyway? Redtube.com. No, it was Xtube. Oh, X-Hamster. That's a thing. No, that was on the AP. Okay. The app. The app for app. Yeah, the app app. App. App app. App app. Yeah. About... uh, no testing. Yes, none. Isn't that coincidental? Oh, there's no steroid testing? Yeah. yeah I did see that. <laughs> now yeah. that we're going to have a strike and baseball is yet again dying, let's see if we can bring back home runs again and, and save our sport. That's all they do is hit home runs. That's why the sport stinks right now. But anyway, I figured since we're actually, not going to have Actually, that's funny. That's foreshadowing. You actually hit on one of the things I was irritated about. Well, of course, because baseball is so irritating. Yeah. It wasn't this one specifically, but we'll get into it. I, I okay, that's good. But anyway, I wanted to give you guys a quiz. Oh, I'm I'm good at math. Now there are nine guys on a baseball field. Correct. In, in each position, true. Each False. position gets you know gets a golden glove. True. You know, winner. I am going Fact. to go position by position. I want to see if you can guess the player from that position. <laughs> 
that holds a record for the most gold gloves won. Oh, this is fun. All right. Yes. Are you ready, Alejandro? I'm ready. Let's start with the pitcher. Do you know what pitcher holds the record for the most gold gloves? Nolan Ryan. Drat. That's who I was going to go with. Uh, Randy Johnson. Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox. Oh. Eight, 18. I was going Wait. for longevity. He has 18. I'm... Jim Cott has 16. Okay. Catcher. about four guys in my head i'm trying to narrow it down pudge rodriguez that's who i was going with <laughs> yeah um he doesn't know another catcher what's his face from yeah. the giants yeah what's his face from the giants uh, no what's Buster his Posey. face is third. <laughs> <laughs> it says right here what's his face <laughs> now who did you say i'm Bust, sorry buster posey no we will get for Mr. Fleager. Hell yeah. 13. What? I'm 13. A, I'm a seam head, baby. Yes, indeed. <laughs> my, actually, my okay. next guess is going to be Molina. That would have been a good one. First base. Oh, this is I'm tough. going first. Albert Pujols. First base. So many guys moved to first base later. Yeah, but see, that should tell you something. You know, this is all time, so yeah. if they played outfield... Yeah, you know. Oh, you're counting those as well? No. Oh, you're not. That's what I'm saying. They probably didn't play that many years at first. I think he's right, but I want to do something wacky. Um, uh, I'm going to be a coward. It's Albert Pujols. I know it is. Damn it. Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. Oh, get out of here. I almost said Don Mattingly. I thought about him. He was wrong, too. Is he on the list? I don't have the list. I just have the. Um, <laughs> Here's the my made-up facts. <laughs> is any of yeah. this even verifiable? I'm just making shit up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it is. It is by um, Manny Randhawa oh. at Manny on MLB. Oh, at Manny. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean it's just a list of the record holders. I they had a list, but I didn't want to go through every position, the top ten for you knucklehead. All right, <laughs> second base. All time. Uh, no, it wouldn't be him. Pat Mah- Mahomes would be a funny answer, but that's not it. Um, <laughs> wouldn't be that funny. Uh, wouldn't be mildly amusing. Mildly humorous. Yeah. Ryan Sandberg. Craig Biggio. Oh, damn it. He got me. Damn it. I thought you had. Roberto Alomar. Uh, ten. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he won ten gold gloves in eleven seasons. That's pretty good. That's that. That's pretty good. I think that that's solid numbers. Yeah. And he spit on an ump. Third base. <laughs> Third base. I know I'm gonna get this one wrong. Well, you know. Yeah, Ken Caminetti. Ken Caminetti. How did you get there? <laughs> Oh, I should have gone Jeff Bagwell for first base. He's wrong, too, so what's the difference? I don't think he played. I'm going to go off the off the wall here. Dale Murphy. Oh. Damn it. That'd Brooks be. Robinson. Yeah. 16. Shortstop. Ozzie Smith. Cal Ripken, Jr. 
for Mr. Flieger. Oh, two for baby. Yeah, man. Seamhead. Left field. Oh, and Ozzy had 13. Mm. Left field. The career most gold gloves for left field is eight. So eight gold gloves in left field. The outfield's harder, right? Yes. There's so many guys are out. I'm not even sure I can tell you who all was in which. Uh, left fielder. It's not, but it's the only one I can confirm was a left fielder, Barry Bonds. Eight seasons in left field. Eight gold gloves. Or eight gold gloves. Sean Casey before he went to first base. <laughs> Sean for, Casey. For Mr. Fligger. Did I do it again? Barry Bonds. Hell wow. yeah. Look at you. Look at him I go. am a seam head. You do know do, this. Do you realize time. if you get the last two correct, you will be over 500? Wow. That's a lot of pressure. I only have to get I hope you're not cheating and looking it up. I would never do such a thing. I think he thing. is. Three Alejandro, I think he's cheating. No, I, I think I see a hamster on his glasses. <laughs> Ex-hamster, if you will. Center field. <sighs> this is easy. You it's think it's easy? 12. I'm guessing he has his own shoes. He has his own shoes? Well, just say the name instead of being so cryptic. Ken Griffey Jr., Yeah, he played long enough. Mm. Although Mike Trout's got to be getting close. Is he a center fielder? This isn't multiple guess either. You got one answer. That's it, pal. Mitch? All right. Can, can I go to the judges for a moment? Do, do, can, do I get a question? Can I ask a question? Yes. Do you know how long the Gold Glove Award goes back? Has it been around for most of the history of the yes. league? Then it's Willie Mays. Oh. Hell yeah, baby! And right field, again, is 12. Okay, right field, 12. Did he play enough years? I'm going to go in with it. Roberto Clemente. Ichiro. Oh, that's a good answer. Actually. I think Mr. Fligger is cheating because it is Roberto Clemente. Hell yeah, I'm over 500. Yes, you are. Close five it. out of nine, five, not bad. Five and four. I'm proud of you. I think I got zero. You yeah, got I'm nothing. pretty sure you did get nothing. Yeah. Yes. That's an upset. <laughs> cool. Hey, we're playing golf rules. I win. <laughs> yeah. If by golf rules you never made it out of the clubhouse. Glug, glug. <laughs> Still sitting there chugging beer. Yeah. Should we sell sandwiches? I think I, so. I'm excited. I think we end the show. This is probably the biggest upset in history. Yeah, that's up there. You, I mean, you should give me kudos. You're just looking at me. Can you say that? I don't think. Why not? What is it? Isn't that a derogatory term? Very. Oh, not to me. <laughs> I would just assume. Do me a favor. Write down <laughs> the yep, time yep, in yep. which he yeah. said that, and I'll save his waning <laughs> career. Good Lord. All right. I, I remember that now. <laughs> All right. Full metal jacket come to mind yeah, at all? Yeah. Actually not. It was uh, Gran Torino. Oh, That's yeah, right. there you go. All right, less uh, insensitivity, insensitivity, more funny coming up right after this. Good God. We would like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, The Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the western Pennsylvania area for good eats. With fresh menus, great specials, in-house made desserts, 
and the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you're sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at ChopShopButler.com. Or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania. And tell them Flieger and Briggs sent you. You people are never going to get to hear what Rick Briggs said before the break, but I really wish you could. <laughs> and to think, we used to do this show live. I wonder why we don't anymore. Uh, because you don't let me. <laughs> That's right. And for good reason. I don't want you to get canceled. Actually, that would never happen live. It never, ha- never Speaking- happened before, ever. Oh, no, never. Speaking of Chop Shop, you don't know where your boy procured a lunchtime catering service for at his day job tomorrow. Mm, let me think a minute. Um, Subway. Chop Shop. Chop Shop, baby. Man, I'm still over. I am butt-sized <laughs> for this. You go to the Chop Shop, they give you three or four sandwich options, they salad, and that's no good. But they always bring some kind of desserts. And what poutine? I, what I like. No poutine. Yeah. No poo. They don't do catering level. I, I mean, I think I may order just, hey, bring me some poutine there, I was say, pull them celebrity strings. Yeah, that's what I think I need to do. <laughs> but my favorite part is they, they do this at every chain restaurant in the world, but they don't do it right like the chop shop does. It's nothing better than just a homemade potato chip. And when I tell you they bring three or four trays of food, and then find a dump truck, load it with these homemade potato chips, and just dump them at your door. You are swimming in these things for 17 days after the event. It's fantastic, and I can't wait. I am going to be – I'm going to have a uh, sour tummy by the end of the workday tomorrow. That will match your disposition. True. Sometimes I like to put the chips in the tub and just sit in them and eat right. casually. Yeah, yeah. just roll, roll about. Bread yourself. Yeah. Hey fantastic i cannot wait then you could jump in a vat of hat or a vat of hot grease and that sounds like a good weekend you know one thing they do i'm sure it's tremendous but it's lost on me is the reuben i can't do sour i love reuben i love corned beef but sauerkraut Uh, just reuben's are probably my favorite sandwich because they'll do that they do their buttermilk fried chicken sandwich which which is my go-to and then of course they bring the internal damnation which i won't eat the bread on those i just like take my finger and pull the pork pull pork out of them and put them back after that because i don't want to take more than my share of sandwiches makes sense True. I'm nothing if not classy. Yeah, yeah, you are classy. There's always, no doubt about that. Always thinking of others yeah. first. Speaking of thinking of others, what makes you angry? <laughs> I'm thinking of you. Well, let's go back since we've identified that I'm a seam head, right? I mean, that became, True. That became a clear. A baseball whiz. Yeah, that became clear last segment. Something else became clear last segment, but certainly the fact that I'm a seam head did as well. Looking at the Hall of Fame situation. And now another one okay. has passed, and no Barry Bonds, and no Roger Clemens. Let's think about something here for a minute. The Major League Baseball Hall of Fame is theoretically, they, at least they hold themselves as kind of the most pre- prestigious, right? It's the oldest sport. It's in the nubbiest town, even nubbier than Canton. You have a Baseball Hall of Fame 
in the United States in America. And when you go there a hundred years from now, I mean, you'll be 99 years dead, but when I go there a hundred years from now and I walk around, the all-time hits leader in Major League Baseball, right? the all-time home run leader in Major League Baseball, and the man who won the most Cy Young Awards in the history of Major League Baseball are nowhere to be found. And no the, mention of. And the man who has won the most gold gloves for a left fielder. There you go. This is a completely and utterly illegitimate Hall of Fame. Well, it it is. I mean, we've I don't really think it's a secret any longer. It's nothing but a bunch of stodgy right. uppity that that still try to hold baseball up as some National pastime, which it isn't any longer. Let, let's just let's make it's not. I mean, yes, it's it's a good summer pastime, but it's not like. In fact, I saw a graphic just the other day. I think it was a nineteen oh god fifty nine. I think World Series, and it was the Dodgers. And it, it must have been the first year they was in Los Angeles, I think. I think late 50s, 60s, something like that. 92,000 fans. record that still stands for the World Series. 92,000? 92,000 people. Where was this at? Los Angeles. In, in, the, in Dodger Stadium? It holds Apparently. that many? Apparently they had added. Good Lord. It, it was, yeah, I mean, I saw they an aerial in the outfield. <laughs> it must have. I just saw a, 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 an old black and white aerial photograph, and it said, you know, a record that still stands. I wonder if they played it in the Coliseum or something. Could have I just been. can't see how you could make 90. Yeah, they may 000. not even have had Dodgers yeah, Stadium. It might not back have been then. built yet at yeah. that time. Yeah. That's true. He's Googling feverishly, so we'll have an yes. answer by this time. In- <laughs> Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but it is, it's, it, it's a joke. There, there's no question about that. You, you can't. You know the things that they used to make these players heroes about. Now they're they're scourged forever. Right. Um, you know it, it's it's well you know it was steroids they cheated. Well, of course, but baseball knew what they were doing. It saved the sport. And it wasn't even theoretically against the rules when most of these guys started doing it. Right. And even if it was, let me tell you, as somebody who was most into baseball during that period of time, that was like my waning fandom, you know, through your early teens, you know, you're always a fan. And that's where it was waning. That's when I was getting into college and such and all that was going on. I couldn't give a shit less that these guys were using steroids. And and here's the other thing. Here's what bothers me about Pete Rose specifically. This has always been my argument for Pete Rose being in the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is not owned by Major League Baseball. I assume it's true, right? It's proven enough where I accept that Pete Rose bet on baseball and on his team while he was managing the Reds. Right. So him being banned from Major League Baseball is perfectly reasonable, sure. and I accept it. Major League Baseball doesn't own the Hall of Fame. No. You cannot write the, the history of, of baseball without talking about Pete Rose. There's a separation between the MLB and the Hall of Fame. This is my problem with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he bet on baseball when he was a manager. Right. He had a Hall of Fame player yeah. career. 
How do you? It's it's like just wiping away history. Yeah. It's kind of like Babe Ruth never played, Hank Aaron never played, or or whatever. It, it's like he never played baseball. Right. It's ridiculous. Nah. It's absurd, and, th- and this is why I, I don't care for the Pro Football Hall of Fame anymore. And as you know, we look on the walls here. We spend a lot of time out there. Right. But you could see gradually, year over year, where the NFL was taking over the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It yeah. used to be its own entity. It was smaller. It was more intimate. It was and now the big money got involved and the NFL got involved. Now it is becoming the NFL Hall of Fame. I well, want nothing to do with it. If you it's re- so corporate and awful now. Well, just go back to the short time ago, what a decade ago, when we started covering it for some of the various networks that we pl- that we work for. It was a small, basically high school football stadium. Right. We parked in people's yards and threw them a twenty spot, yeah. you know, to park there all day and all night and everything. And it was it was cool. I, you know, you you got close to the players. There weren't. It wasn't some Super Bowl atmosphere. Right. Now. All those houses are gone. Yeah, they just bought all the houses. They bought them up, tore them down, and they turned a stadium into a stadium. Let's yeah, put it that way. A, a mid-level SEC stadium right. they built there. Yeah, exactly. And now it's a carnival instead yeah. of, like you said, an intimate sort mm-hmm. of private. You actually, like when we first covered it about the first three or four years, you actually felt privileged. Right. There really wasn't that many people no, there. No, there really weren't. You know, and, and media day was in a high school auditorium. That's right. where this happened. And the for the post game interviews, you had to wait and interview the players back on the field because it was that same shack that they right. had for exactly. locker rooms that your local high school had. The right. only thing that set this thing apart is it hold held what fifteen or twenty thousand people yeah. instead of the two thousand. Yeah, normal. when we first go there, what you run into Terrell Davis coming out of the oh, bathroom yeah, that, that everybody had to use ran headlong into him. I'm yeah. sitting at a table talking to John Clayton because we're elbow to elbow <laughs> and there's nobody else there to talk to. Right. So I mean, yeah, I mean, but now it is just it's just a show and that's yeah. all it is and because it makes them money the machine is grinding well, out more revenue and that's the thing but but back to the baseball hall of fame number one you're illegitimate number two all of these halls of fame i don't know who should do the voting because i i assume sometime in my lifetime maybe when i'm butt old like you some veterans committee is going to put in barry bonds and roger clemens and Pete Rose, right? So it's these baseball. We need to take them out. There's guys every. They just released. This is what brought it back to my mind because this story is several weeks old now. But this is what brought it back to my mind: is the 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 uh, media members who are willing to release their ballots today, so you can right. see who did what. And there's a. a a plethora of guys to include one that's local to us, Ron Cook. I can't stand right. this stodgy old. He makes you seem pleasant. As he's an old Pete uh, Post Gazette sports know, writer. Yeah. Now they gave him some some awful talk radio show in the morning, and he's just miserable. And like I said, he makes you seem like a freaking bowl of sunshine. This guy's so miserable. He voted for nobody, really. And you know who else? He voted for nobody last year. 
the Mariano Rivera year. He vote you don't vote, vote, vote for Ortiz, and you're still holding out Barry Bonds. Why are we letting these old stodgy assholes be the gatekeepers to the history of baseball? It, right. It's ridiculous. I don't know who should do it, but it, we got to get these guys out because it becomes for the young guys. It's about clout, right? I'm going to do something wacky because I'm going to go viral, and then you got the old Rick Briggs of the world who are holding everybody out. You know, Barry Bonds. See that that's the thing. I mean, yeah, you. You know, you, you make make jokes about me and everything. But I you, do that. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. But the thing bit. is, it's not. I mean, it's it's not old because I mean, I want Pete Rose in. I want Barry Bonds in. It's this old attitude yeah. that this sport is still full of integrity and you know. Then take Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth out of it if it's about what kind of person well, you are. How about that? Exactly. That I was just getting back to that. That. Babe Ruth is an American hero being a drunk on Prohibition. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, because he can hit home runs. And every account of Ty Cobb I read, he should have been in the penitentiary, not in Major League Baseball. He was a bad man, That's though. That's what I'm they t- say. Yeah. I mean, he was rough, but buddy. But now integrity matters? Really? No. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, Elvin Kamara got nothing on Ty Cobb. No. He'd go climb up in the stands and beat so, people up so, and go back and get a right. hit. So don't give me that song right. and dance that only men of integrity belong. It's the same reason Terrell Owens had that year in between and had that sure big snort fit in, in football. And it is it, stupid. And, and going back to your point about, you know, maybe they'll get in as old-timers or whatever, you know, it brings back to mind one of the first couple of years that we went to the, the Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and, and I got to talk to Claude Humphrey. You know who was back in the '60s and into '70s from the Falcons who got in, and rightfully so. But he even brought up the point with the way the stats are going. You know, every record just always oh. getting broke. He says that the guys, you know, so many of the guys, and and now we're starting to talk about guys from '70s, '80s, even into the early '90s. They're going to be overlooked because oh, of yeah. all these circus numbers. Oh well, look at his stats. You know, and he didn't win any titles and right. so forth. And, and that's that's how a lot of this stuff is, is measured at. Even though the game has changed so much, you know, a lot of the older guys that have really, you know, stood out in the sport, whatever sport it is, and, you know, they're going to get overlooked oh, because, absolutely. you know, well, you know, look at Drew Brees. You know, Matt Stafford has more passing yards than, than whoever, well, you know, back – well, of course he does. Fifty other guys who are in the Hall of Fame by the right. time we get there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but it is a joke, and, and baseball is a ridiculous entity anymore. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, overall awful. He's so, got something shiny on his computer over there. Did you find something? It was, in fact, the Coliseum. Ah, see. Oh, the, okay. I noodled it. But I was uh, looking at all the different ways that they set up the baseball field in there. Um, and in the 58 World Series, right field was 440 feet. <laughs> right <Wow>. field. <laughs> Center field, 420. And left field, 251 at the foul line. <laughs> Ooh, that's boy. awesome. I love it. <laughs> that's how they cram that many people hey, in there. <laughs> that's what you do. That's still a lot of people. Did you see what they did in the L.A. Coliseum last weekend? No. no. They built a paved racetrack a quarter-mile racetrack and ran a NASCAR race there we were, last weekend. We a talked quarter, about that. A quarter, quarter mile? mile. Only a quarter. Very small. They didn't have the full field. It was the 
Bush Clash, I think they call it. It's like always like their preseason event. They do the week. It's just a money race. God, how'd you like to be a driver on that thing? You'd be so drunk dizzy oh yeah the things wouldn't turn at all they wouldn't stick it, it was the most ridiculous but but picture this all right nascar and they kept telling you this is how you knew they were doing it they kept telling you nascar's changing their image so they're coming to la with the glitz and glamour and they build a racetrack in la coliseum and then at one point all right so they're running the race it, it was a short race and it was like i said it wasn't 43 cars it was very selective and they had heats and got it down i don't think they ever had more than 18 cars on the track at a time which still pretty much filled it the whole way around anyhow so they go through i can't remember exactly how long it was say it was a hundred lap race at rate at lap 50 they threw the caution flag then threw the red flag pulled everybody off the track and then all of a sudden up where that eternal torch is or whatever at la coliseum right out emerges ice cube who does a concert for 15 minutes at the halfway point of a NASCAR race, and he does all the the old stuff, right? And then he goes back in, they fire the engines back up, and they're racing. It was the only, weirdest thing I've ever only seen. In Los only Angeles. in Los Angeles. The weirdest thing I'd ever seen. That, it, that it is was, bizarre. It was stupid racing, fantastic television, because you're watching this in nonstop just going, what, 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 what? what? <laughs> it was awesome. That, that's nuts. I want to bring a hit on a story, one of my favorite kind of stories. Oh, your favorite. So somebody dead for Died. a long time, yeah. Message in a bottle story. <laughs> what is it with you at message in a bottle? I love them. They're wonderful. <laughs> and did you know on February 3rd, workers during renovations on a Scottish golf course made a surprising discovery, a 95-year-old message in a bottle buried in a bunker. The Golf House Club in Ellie which was established in May 1875, said workers were making improvements to the fairway bunkers on the ninth hole recently when they found a bottle buried in one of the hazards. I like this. I've got to just kind of ease into the story a little bit better. The workers looked inside the bottle and found a message written on the back of a Craven cigarette package. Craven? Is that a brand? Well, in Scotland it probably is. The message was dated November 18, 1926. It said, We are here today, but where we will be when this is found, we do not know. Good luck. Rather profound, I must say. Not sure it's that profound. It says basically said, I don't know if anybody's ever going to find this or where I'll be when you do. What's profound about that? But they're here today. See, who's That's there? The today? Like right now. I mean, they're probably dead. Well, they are now, Maybe but when ghosts. they wrote the note, stupid. Well, yeah, they weren't dead when they wrote the note. I'm pretty well certain of that. <laughs> Thank you. That's the point. That that moment what? in time was just as, you know, the same amount as it is now. But, you know, all this time's passed, and now the same guys right well, there. You did a lot of drugs in the 70s. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> That's because you have no depth of feeling. Expand or... your mind, Craig. Yes, exactly. But anyway, the guys working in the bunkers said that they were going to bury a bottle in the bunker. All right. I'm just sure like they did. Was it going to be that profound, as you say? Hopefully. What do you got there with all the numbers and stuff? Well, it's the Olympic medal count. Oh, oh God. Why don't I? Do you know I have watched almost no Olympics. Why and don't I'm going I care? To give you another quiz. Oh, another quiz. It's only a one-question quiz. All right. I bet you I go over. So, so I can still. I, worst, I'll be at 500 for the day. 
Is yes, this the last right. of yes. the quizzes? Because I want to dip below 500. What, oh, I, I have one quiz. What I will abstain. Okay. Listen carefully. You too, mister. I'm listening. What country holds the record for the most total medals all time in Winter Olympics? Most total records all time. Total, total medals. Oh, yeah, what I say, records. Record, yeah. yeah. Most total medals of all time in Winter Olympics. Hmm. I feel like this is a trap. It's a, a trap. trick. Hmm. I'm going to say it with authority. The USSR. Do they, do they get to do the wraparound USSR Russia thing? Because that's what was holding me back from that one. Yes. You can, yes. It's basically all the same. But I bet you they would beg to differ. I'm going to go with our wacky neighbors to the north, O Canada. For Mr. Finkelstein. No! Wait a minute. For Mr. Finkelstein. Oh. Yes, For Mr. Alive. Flieger. Hell yeah! No, oh, wrong. you dick. <laughs> no, actually, it's Norway. Norway. Yeah. Wow. I just wanted to get oh, I got all excited. I, I, got all, I, I, was, I was looking for my celebration music. And we were going to party. So let's do a quick little medal count as we speak right now. And leading the Olympics in Winter Olympic medals is... What's, he's reaching for something. What's he doing? Uzbekistan. Well, I knew what it was called, what it was, but I can't even... Russian Olympic Committee. The Russian yeah. Olympic Committee. They've yeah. got nine. Nine. They have zero? Netherlands, Norway, and Austria have seven. Sweden, Italy, Canada, six. Slovenia, China, France, United States with five. The U.S. taking the pipe right now. Well, yeah. you wait till we get to that fake X game shit we made up 15 years ago. That's where the U.S. <laughs> thrives. Right, that's right. All the useless stuff yeah. of riding skateboards and half pipes and all this other crap, you know. We'll that, get our medals, by what, God. All right, one more thing before we get out of here. Did either of you do your homework? I did my homework. I did not watch Righteous Gemstones yet. Well, that... That was that was part of your homework. No, I had to say homework. I didn't either because I'm really into Reacher. Oh, oh, that's good. Heard that was supposed to be good. Very good. You'd you'd love it. It's a good show. Is there a lot of wacky shtick? No, a lot of death and fighting uh, and. Man. I need fat guys with their pants off. <laughs> yes, I I, I do. did do my other homework. Okay, so you did do your other homework. I have no clue what you're talking about. Well, I believe you made a declaration last week. Indeed. That cut em up season was upon us, and you agreed. No, I didn't. Wholeheartedly. And I saw the Twitter DMs. The, oh, the yeah. audience is excited about this. <laughs> yeah. To make a line of workout the, in videos. In fact, all of a sudden now you're on Chris Gooden's side. Who, I didn't all, say whose side I was on. Do, I just said the audience do, is clamoring. All you do is bash that guy from where he's from. Well, he's a Canadian Briggsophile. <laughs> you know, I, I have my questions. But you like to use him as the final authority on what is righteous and good on this show, well, and your boy's all in. I told you, you know, my man Dave's, you know, waiting for us in radio heaven somewhere, right. but... 
you know, I got I got to hook onto somebody's bandwagon, but if he's going to jump on yours, I just yeah, it I wasn't know. my bandwagon. You agreed to do a line of videos, and he was excited about it. That's uh, all I'm saying. You know, the production crew just wasn't ready. So, but They're, the first thing you got to do is come up with a name for the series. So I, as promised, came up with a few ideas. I believe Finkelstein has some ideas, so I think we storyboard them, and we'll let you have the final decision. Okay. I, I like that. All right. And we actually did have one come in on, you know. Oh, we well, got a suggestion. All right. You what, know, what's it, that? Um, you know, in reference to the old Tim Conway dwarf on golf, Briggs on exercise. Oh. Was that sent sent to what's up with them draws at yahoo.com? No, oh. I think that was your baboon ass dot <laughs> at gmail. Your baboon ass at dot Well, you gmail. have so many accounts. <laughs> We really need to figure out how to link all those. So yeah. It just goes to one. Yeah, one centralized yeah. look. It would well, save he, Finkelstein a well, lot the thing of time. Is, he gets banned somewhere, so then he just gets a new email yeah. account. Yeah, they don't. They don't like my attachments no, in most they of these don't. places. Do, do you want to lead off, Mr. Flieger? All right, I, I'll start this off. So we'll go one I'm least confident with to the best. So this one feels kind of hacked. So this is kind of like the old Washington football team thing. Yeah, I, mean, yep, I get, I get yep. the yeah, get we're just. Less. We're just storyboarding. This one's hack. This one's easy. So I think it's a good place to start. Sweating because we're oldies. Oh, I like that play on uh, nostalgia. See, that's what I do. All right. I will see that, and I will raise you sweating into your prime. Oh, a nod right to you, right to Rick Briggs. Yeah. All right. How about uh, heart rate higher than his shorts with Rick Briggs? (laughs) I like that one. <laughs> that <has> potential. <laughs> I've got two more. I don't know how many you have I, over. I, I only have one more okay. wor- worth a lick. All right. Prime time sweat with Ooh. Rick Briggs. Sticking with the prime. Yeah, he, uh, he, I mean it's it's his thing. Yeah. All right. So I got two more. Right. Let's well, see. I'm waiting. We'll go from treadmill to the grave with Rick Briggs. Shorts one still winning. <laughs> but here's the one. I think this one's my favorite. All right, so we're going to. My top candidate for the name of Rick Briggs' upcoming exercise VHS video program is Tape Them to Your Thigh, Then Let It Fly. (laughs) Nope, that's the winner. (laughs) Nah. I don't you know. You see, because I worry a man of advanced age and the, the pendulum effect, you know what I mean. So. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. I, 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 I got it. Yeah, I was just trying to think of something myself. You know, I, I, Well, I think we've got a winner, but I mean, you're welcome to give some input here. Well, I mean, you know, you, know you, you get fat think eating a lot and thinking about food a lot, right? You know, and, and obviously not doing anything. So I got to think, well... Yeah, how about slathered and melted blubber? <laughs> that doesn't suck. <laughs> but I think that's the before thing, though. I don't think you want to call your video. No, melted blubber. I mean, you know, I'm melting away. You know, I'm burning the fat. I, I like it. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. We could just work old balls into that somehow. We have you, a complete or, or, prime old balls. Hey, I got another one. You know, kind of like how we sit around here during the show and we chew the fat, right? Oh, chew on this. (laughs) (laughs) 
that ties a little closer to mine than you're probably willing to admit. All right. I don't think it gets any better than that. Let's get out of here. It's not going to get any better. It just default. And, oh. quite frankly, maybe we'll talk about this later, but um, we'll ju- I'm just going to leave you with a thought. Oh. Because, you know, look, I'm an old guy. Thought starters. I- I'm an Radio old guy. And That's I, true. you know, have listened to this man many, many years. But Neil Young's crazy. <laughs> He's awesome, though. <laughs> Why isn't there music playing yet? Well, I was going to ask you one question. Oh, well, then. Uh, what that. button do I have? <laughs> is it a the red big... one or a blue one? <laughs> is it a big? Is it the big red one? Mm. Hey, who was the last defensive player to win a Super Bowl MVP? Ooh. Defensive player, blah, 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 blah. Charles Woodson. I think that's what I'm going with, too. Give you a hint. He's in the Super Bowl this year. Sherman? Oh, Via Vaughn a Miller. Trade. There you go. Oh, yeah. Duh, God. Yeah. yeah. Well, that doesn't count because you just looked it up. You didn't know it. My thoughts drift back <laughs> to erect nipple wet dreams. Whoa. About Mary Jane but this Biden is the year he finally puts it together. And it is coming I don't. I don't know what's happening, so I'm just going to end the show here. Uh, I I don't know how to pivot from that. Let's do it. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know how to pivot. So, what do you think? Think we can pull off three in a row next week? I don't want to overpromise. I don't want to. We're going to try. All right, we'll give her a whirl next week. Same time, same channel. (laughs) At Chaos and Disorder on the Twitters. Chaos and Disorder Pod on Facebook. AsylumFantasySports.com to hear two shows in a row. Until next time, we'll see you. Take care. We got bold with that. A little overboard, I would say. <laughs> see, after a low-key show like this, yeah. you'd think you'd end it low-key. Yeah, you it goes all Keith hot. Moon on us here, you know? <laughs> Hasta luego. Bye, horse. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.